In their own racist echo chamber, MSNBC last week published an article titled, The Right-Wing Freakout About Critical Race Theory Began in the 1960s. Their subtitle boldly proclaimed, The reactionary backlash against education is nothing new. Knowing how critical race theory is being pushed back upon by concerned parents across the country, we'll look at this article and it helped to explain why MSNBC decided to call out the John Birch Society in the opening sentences of the article. You'll see their intent within the opening paragraphs. All of this in today's episode of Analysis Behind the News, where we provide the perspective and the plan to help restore American liberty and independence. The MSNBC article opens with the following. In the mid-1960s in Orange County, California, a consortium of right-wing groups went to war against the textbook. The ranks included concerned parents, right-wing members of educational societies, and members of the John Birch Society, a far-right extremist group that had risen in prominence by fear-mongering about an internal communist threat in the United States. First of all, the term right-wing has been a slander by the left for conservatives and constitutionalists for years. The mainstream media rarely points to anyone as being on the left wing, but it applies the label right wing constantly to those whom they politically and ideologically disagree with. In our Overview of America video, we point out that the terms right wing and left wing are usually undefined by those that use them, which helps to spread confusion and misinformation about true intentions. A more accurate spectrum would show 100% government control on the left and 0% government control or anarchy on the right. Going from left to right on the spectrum would show a decreasing amount of governmental control. About midway, one could place the U.S. Constitution, which balances out the two extremes and demonstrates how the American type of government recognizes a certain level of government needed in order to protect individual rights, but not so much that it tramples those rights. Yet, how does the media depict left and right? Only in political terms as Democrat and Republican. However, the battle to continue the American experiment as introduced by the Founding Fathers has nothing to do with political parties, but everything to do about limiting government and allowing a moral and righteous people to realize their potential. This is far different than today's allowance by the people to have government be their safety net and their ultimate arbiter of rights. A very dangerous allowance, in fact. MSNBC rarely uses the term left-wing, but seems to prefer to use the term progressive. MSNBC describes the John Birch Society as a far-right extremist group, which follows right in line with other members of big media. They do so without first defining their terms and without providing any evidence, doing their audience a disservice at best and slandering JBS at worst. We will assert that this is done on purpose, perhaps through sloppy or lazy journalism, or even worse, they hope the label will be applied for censorship purposes. MSNBC also goes on to report that JBS had risen in prominence by fear-mongering about an internal communist threat in the United States. As Abraham Lincoln extolled in 1838, shall we expect some transatlantic military giant to step the ocean and crush us at a blow? Never! All the armies of Europe, Asia, and Africa combined with a Bonaparte for a commander could not by force take a drink from the Ohio or make a track on the Blue Ridge in a trial of a thousand years. If it ever reach us, it must spring up amongst us. 
Communists have a long track record of doing just that, springing up amongst us and agitating the people to advance the revolution. To give you an idea of how far advanced communists are in their plot to install their utopia here, all one has to do is to consult the Communist Manifesto, co-written by Karl Marx. Go through each of the ten planks of communism to see how far along we are in having communism established here in America. Back in the 1960s, the external and internal threat of communism was a well-known fact. Indeed, the John Birch Society rang the alarm bell on communist subversion more than 60 years ago and gave concerned Americans a way to counter it, a practice that continues today. The rest of the MSNBC article attempts to justify critical race theory. It suggests a certain textbook from 1966 was the work of three progressive historians in response to a 1963 call from the Congress of Racial Equality's Berkeley chapter to teach more inclusive history in elementary schools. It was a time when the Civil War was almost exclusively taught as a state's rights issue, a framing that elited or whitewashed the realities of slavery. According to historian Elaine Lewinick, who memorialized the controversy in a 2015 Pacific Historical Review article, Land of the Free, the textbook, sought to integrate the struggles and triumphs of minorities throughout U.S. history. Critically, it opened with an admission that the United States had not lived up to its purported ideals from the very beginning, excluding black people, Native Americans, and women from the franchise, and from representation in office for the vast majority of its existence. Once the book became a mandatory part of the California State Public School curriculum, the backlash from right-wing groups was swift and fierce. One John Birch Society representative told the New York Times that the book would give white school children a guilt complex. Hundreds of parents aired their grievances to California's educational authorities. Lewinwick found protesting at school board meetings. They denounced the book for stirring up past injustices, overrepresenting black contributions to American history, and being unpatriotic and communist. A shadowy extremist group funded a film strip attacking the textbook's lead author and called their work education or indoctrination. Now, does that sound familiar? Parents nowadays are hopping mad at the same progressive agenda being used in the classroom today that was being used to divide the people back in the 1960s. Now, we could go on and on commenting on every paragraph, showing you the hypocritical nature of how conservative concern is treated much differently than liberal concern. In fact, in that online article, MSNBC embedded a recent video of Joy Reid on her show, The Readout. Within the opening 30 seconds of the video, they labeled the GOP pushback against critical race theory as the GOP's fact-free freakout. She equates it to a manufactured way to take back political power so the GOP wins seats in upcoming elections. She and an expert guest also said that critical race theory does not teach white kids that they are racist, nor does it exist in any K-12 curriculum, and that it is only a legal theory being taught in law schools. Well, parents across the country, including many non-whites, would disagree with such obfuscation. But why would we be surprised when this type of progressive agenda also promotes gender and sexual identity confusion from the earliest grades possible? Booker T. Washington, an iconic black American 
who devoted his life to helping other black Americans rise above their circumstances, wrote in his autobiography, Up From Slavery, I have learned that success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has overcome while trying to succeed. Critical race theory vilifies white Americans and teaches non-white children that they are oppressed and that government is working to correct those wrongs, giving quite capable American students the impression that they can expect to hit a glass ceiling along the way. Instead, they should be taught examples of heroic Americans who overcame and flourished, as was the case for Booker T. Washington, who was born a slave and eventually went on to build and lead Tuskegee Institute, which still operates today as Tuskegee University. In a recent special report on education for the New American magazine, Dr. Duke Pesta wrote, When you look around at today's educational landscape, with its radical sexualization of children, its racist immersion in critical race theory, and its commitment to erasing sexual reality in favor of transgenderism, it is impossible not to see how the poisoned seeds of Common Core and its predecessors gave rise to such toxic educational weeds. This special edition of the New American focuses in detail on these most recent and extreme perversions of public school education and offers a full-throated and urgent plea that parents remove their children permanently. There is no longer time to wait. While MSNBC won't give you the truth of what is going on in today's public schools, let alone get history right, the John Birch Society certainly will. We owe it to our children to provide them an education that does not seek to indoctrinate them nor focus on skin color over character. Rather, they should be taught how to think and not what to think. So please, help us expose this awful agenda by reading and distributing the special issue of our magazine. Buy in bulk to get the best discount and distribute these to family, friends, neighbors, church members, school board members, legislators, and other opinion molders in your area. The John Birch Society is dedicated to continuing the experiment of freedom the Founding Fathers started centuries ago. We protect and restore this experiment by offering a national model of grassroots activism publishing the truth through the New American Magazine, and building the next generation of American leaders through Freedom Project Academy. What other organization can claim this type of reach? Apply for membership today and begin working with others in your area. Plus, enroll your K-12 children into Freedom Project Academy. Fall enrollment ends July 23rd and slots are quickly filling up. Links are in the video description. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed. Stay active and be bold, patriots.